0: Hey, are you an avid sports fan like me, but you listen to the radio and you're looking for something new, something that is not controlled corporately? Well, I got something for you. Check out my podcast, Sports Talk with Jim. It's completely unfiltered, uncensored. I'm going to tell you what I think of what's going on in the sports world. And you know what? I want to hear your opinion. So check us out. We're available on six different platforms. We're available on Anchor.fm, Spotify Podcast, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Check us out. Also, check out the website at www.sportstalkwithjim. Check out our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Jim. Let us know what you think. Check out the show. You won't be disappointed. Welcome back to Hour 3 of Sports Talk with Jim. I'm Jim. I'm your host. Going back to a little bit on the Dallas Cowboys before we jump into the flag party that the NFL seems to have and Roger Goodell doesn't notice it as he says that uh, pass interference calls went as they expected. It, 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 if it's going as they expected then it should have never been voted in because it's a bad situation for the NFL. But going back to the Cowboys, uh, also something that came up just today, I saw this. Michael Irvin, I had had to bring this up, and I've had a, a good few shows. I haven't talked about Antonio Brown, but Michael Irvin says, that the Cowboys need to do something and maybe they need to sign Antonio Brown at least for a couple of weeks. So that that's basically Michael Irvin saying well, maybe they can tolerate him for a couple of weeks and then they'll let him go and he can sue the Cowboys just like he's suing the Raiders and or suing, petitioning, whatever, the Raiders and the Patriots to get his money. And this right here makes me wonder... I mean, Michael Irvin had his issues back in the day. I hope he hasn't fallen off the wagon. But statements like this, again, like I said with Christopher Russo, when you're doing a show like this, you talk and you continue to talk. But when you realize something incredibly stupid is going to come out of your mouth, that's when you need to stop. Stop talking. Think about it for a second. And Antonio Brown right now would do... On the field, he, he can do a lot, but with everything he's got going on off the field, he he's no good for any team in the NFL right now, especially a uh, Dallas Cowboys team. Uh, Antonio Brown can literally go into the Dallas Cowboys and ruin Dak Prescott's career going forward. Now, like I said, Prescott, he impressed me. I thought he was something more than what he actually is because he's proven that He's not an elite quarterback. He's not an upper-tier quarterback in the last three weeks. But and Antonio Brown in that situation would, I believe, be detrimental to the progression of Dak Prescott. With that being said, I, I want to talk about the NFL. I want to talk about the flags in the NFL. Monday night, we saw the Detroit Lions get... Trey Flowers get a flag thrown for hands to the face twice. Twice he he the flags thrown for hands to the face. Neither time was there hands to the face. Neither time. One of them happened with nine oh three remaining. And the other one Allowed Mason Crosby to kick the game winning, game winning field goal with no time remaining. Okay, you you've instilled this rule. Okay, you've instilled this rule. In the, first off, when it happens the first time, and there, there's a big jumbotron in every stadium in the league. They replay these plays constantly. Every play is up there. That's why when you're watching on TV and you see these guys looking like they're looking up in the sky, we all know they're looking at the Jumbotron. The referees can do it too. The same person made the call. The same referee made the call on both calls. They look up there too. he, he, He can see that he blew the call on the first one. Every referee there can see that he blew the call on the first one he caused the same one, the same call, hands to the face. Not one time did Trey Flowers' hands go to the face. Cost the Detroit Lions the game. Now, I I can't blame it all on that. I can't blame it all on the officiating in that game. Because the bottom line is, Detroit, while they are a much improved team, I think the Detroit Lions are a good team. They just got to get over that hump. When you're getting calls like this, you cannot get over that hump. But at the same time, when you're going down and you're driving in the red zone and it's fourth and one and you're kicking a field goal, you're not going to get over that hump. To beat the good teams in the NFL, you've got to score touchdowns. You've got to take the chances. You've got to score touchdowns. Detroit Lions didn't do that. But the Detroit Lions shouldn't have to play the Green Bay Packers and the refs. The whole the whole idea of the refs are you don't want to know they're there. When the game's over, you don't want to know that the refs were even there. They don't they, they shouldn't be the the topic after the game they shouldn't be the topic the next day they shouldn't be the topic leading into the next week the calls that they missed or made that were wrong and what's more d- detrimental to the NFL is it a missed call or is it wrong calls what what hurts the NFL more a missed call I, and all this all this again like I said before, stemmed from a call that was missed by an all-star team in the NFC Championship game last year against the Rams and the New Orleans Saints, a pass interference call that was missed. Since then, the NFL has instilled the replay for the pass interference. That's a whole debacle. That that, that, that Nothing about that works. Nothing about that works. Now, Roger Goodell, like I said before we went on break, he said that it, that rules went the way they expected it to go. If you expected it to go this way, that rule should have never been implemented in into your procedure. That rule should have never came about. You've got coaches that were told, you know what, you can challenge a pass interference call. Most of them don't get overturned. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. So why does this rule still exist? Now this rule will be voted on again this after this season, going into next season. I don't expect it to make it. But at this point, does not matter? And at this point, does not matter? At this point, I'm ready to take replay completely out of the game. Go back to the way it was. Go back to where it was judgment calls and the call made on the field is what the call is. Don't replay it. Don't go to New York because evidently New York doesn't know what the hell they're looking at anyway. I mean, you've got obvious pass interference that isn't called. The coach challenges it and comes back from replay and they say it's not pass interference nothing's called or you've got pass interference called that wasn't pass interference it goes to New York it comes back it's still held up as pass interference the coaches on the sideline they don't even want to throw a challenge flag because they lose a timeout every challenge they lose and at this point nobody knows what the hell pass interference is the refs are, are way too involved right now. The Dallas-New York Jets game. Now, I, I don't know, but I think that it looked to me like they were trying to give Dallas this game. That last drive, there was eight penalties on that last drive. Six plays consecutive. There was a flag thrown. It's It's interrupting the game too much. Entirely too much. At this point, I mean, I think the best the best option from this point is you take replay out, take it out, except for scoring plays. You can leave it in for scoring plays because that's about the only place it helps these days. Other than scoring plays, all it does is cause a topic for discussion. It causes frustration amongst players, uh, amongst coaches, and amongst fans. Nobody wants to sit there through a game sitting in the stadium. It's bad enough on TV. At least on TV when they're doing this, I can go to the refrigerator, get a beer out of the refrigerator, walk back to the couch, and hopefully they've decided to not overturn the call by then. When you're sitting in the stadium, you've got nowhere to go. You're sitting there. You're waiting. And at this point, you're waiting for nothing. Whatever they call it on the field is going to stand. Because New York doesn't want to say, you know what, our referees are incapable of calling the game. And every time they overturn a call, that's basically what they're saying as far as this pass interference call. Our referees are incapable of calling pass interference every time they call it. This rule was put in place to see anything that was clear and uncut. That might have been missed. Well, so far, there's there's been very few clear and uncut. So far, I think it's something like 86% of the calls have stood up this year on the pass interference call. And, and the NFL said that they were going to crack down this year on holding and hands to the face and penalties at the line right there. It, the, it's been said for years you can call holding on every play. And it felt like at the beginning of the season, they were calling holding on every play. But now, Monday night, Detroit was called for hands to the face, and the guy never got nowhere near his face. Trey Flowers' hand was nowhere near his face. Never got up in his face mask. Didn't even see him on his neck which I can't remember the offensive lineman for Green Bay, but he said, oh, he's constantly pushing into my neck. I didn't see it. I didn't see it on them two calls. It looked completely legal to me, but it cost the Detroit Lions a chance to make Green Bay punt and possibly win the game. Like I said, I can't say that it cost the Detroit Lions the game because... Detroit's got to do more than kick field goals. They've got to get the ball in the end zone. So I can't put the loss completely on the refs. But at the same time, I don't want to watch a football game. And when it's over, I don't want the refs to be the subject that I'm talking about after the game. I don't want the refs to influence the game to the point where they're the topic of the game. I, at some point, we have got to go back to letting them play football. When does that come? Who knows? Because Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell, also again, with the meetings, the owners' meetings, and the uh, uh, NFL Players Association just ended this week down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And Roger Goodell talked today, and he said that the. Pass interference uh, replay rule has gone the way they expected. Roger Goodell also said that he doesn't see any evidence of anyone in the NFL tanking. You know what that tells me? That tells me Roger Goodell doesn't watch football. The Miami Dolphins, which was one of the picks I lost, and I'm kind of sore on that, but the Miami Dolphins, they go for a two point conversion. To win the game instead of going into overtime. It was a bad play call. I think they went for a two-point conversion. Because it's a lower percentage that they get the two-point conversion. Than whether they have a chance to win the game in overtime. I think the Miami Dolphins went in this. I think it was a bad play call. Even if Drake would have caught the pass from Ryan Fitzpatrick. The odds are he would have never made it to the end zone to convert the two-point conversion because he had four Washington Redskins around him. I I think the Miami Dolphins are definitely tanking. Unfortunately for the Redskins, I think the Miami Dolphins are a better team than the Washington Redskins. But I don't think Miami Dolphins coaching staff or their upper management wants them to win a game. Now, when they play the Cincinnati Bengals, it could be a very different out Now, Cincinnati's not trying to tank, but Cincinnati's that bad. That's later in the season, but Cincinnati could possibly, by default, end up getting the first draft pick of next year's draft because they're that bad. But I don't think Miami's that bad. I think Miami could have beat Washington. I think Miami should have beat Washington. But Miami's tanking. But Roger Goodell can't see it. Roger Goodell must not have his TV on on Sundays. You know what? Somebody needs to call DirecTV and tell them that if they install NFL Sunday ticket in Roger Goodell's house, they can send me the bill. I'll pay his bill for the NFL Sunday ticket. So he can watch the games. He can watch how much his referees are influencing the games, and he can see the tanking. Can I can I buy it just so he can see the Miami games? Just Miami. I wonder if Direct TV can do that. He can see the Miami games, so he's forced to watch that. And then there's a break in anytime there's a bad call. Which, if there's a break-in any time there's a bad call in the NFL this year, then he probably won't get to see the Miami game because there'll be that many break-ins. Because the officiating in the NFL this year has been absolutely terrible. And it's influenced way too many games. The outcome of way too many games this year. The NFL has to do something. I say get rid of instant replay. Well, they don't even call it instant replay anymore. Because it's not instant. They they go to replay it it's 2 minutes. 2 minutes. 2 minutes isn't instant. So it's not instant replay anymore. It's just replay. I say get rid of it. Get rid of replay. I do I do agree with it. And this wasn't my idea. Again, this is something I heard on Dan Patrick. I do do agree. Use it for scoring plays only. Other than that, go back to the way football used to be. That way there's no expectation. That way there's nobody. We've got 15 cameras to watch it, and we can see this happening. But if the referee's got the same cameras and he can't make the right call, then... Take out the possibility of the camera. We go back to the day that we bitched that they just missed the call. Everybody could live with it then because he couldn't see it in slow-mo. Now he can see it in slow motion, 16 different angles, frame by frame, and they're still not getting the call right, and there's your frustration with your fans. The NFL's got to fix this. And as far as the pass interference, no matter what they do with replay, as far as replaying pass interference, that needs to go away. That that, that that would I believe that will go away next year, but it needs to go away sooner than next year. If they abolish that going into this week, I think most of your fan base, most of your coaches, and most of your players would be excited about that. Because right now, nobody can tell you what's pass interference in the NFL. That being said, I'm going to take another short break. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to tell you just how stupid Cleveland Browns fans are. And that's right. I said stupid, and that's not a word that comes out of my mouth very lightly. But at least one Cleveland Browns fan might be the dumbest guy I know. We'll be right back in a second. Welcome back to Sports Talk with Jim, I'm Jim, I'm your host, I want to remind you that you can check out the podcast on six different platforms, it's Anchor.fm, Spotify Podcast, uh, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and I'm sure soon will be available on Overcast, which is an iTunes podcast. Also, check out our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Jim. Check out our website at www.sportstalkwithjim. Also, our Twitter page will be up and running very shortly. So we'll be on Twitter. Go ahead and send us a tweet. I've got somebody managing that for me because I know absolutely nothing about it. Now, that was a short break. I just had to gather my information had no commercials involved in that. Just uh, just a little music, which I want to say thank you to Spotify Music for actually having copy-free copy free music that we can use on the show uh, without any uh, fear of being sued for copyright laws. I've, I've checked into that. Uh, they want a small fortune in your firstborn. And, unfortunately, I'm not in a position to do that. Uh, One, I don't have the small fortune. Two, uh, my firstborn was on the show with me last week. I don't think they'd take him anyway. So, but thanks to Spotify Music, which has several different platforms for copyright-free music and we can use on the show, and that helps out going in and out of breaks. But now, going back to... And I can't say all Cleveland Browns fran- fans are stupid. I'm not going to say that. But there's definitely one that the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. There's a report came in. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett for the, the Cleveland Browns. Miles Garrett is not a small guy. Miles Garrett is in his car. I'm assuming parked at a red light. He's on his phone. And a fan which the fan was named, but again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw out names on the show. But left left defensive end for Cleveland, Miles Garrett. Big guy. Trying to get his trying to get exactly how big he is for you right now. Six four two hundred and seventy two pounds. Six four two seventy two. That's a big friggin' guy. So this fan sees him in his car. Pulls up next to him and asks for a picture. So Garrett told the police the man got out of his car and approached Garrett in his car with his driver's side window down. Took the photo of him. After he took the photo, he punched Miles Garrett with a closed fist. Now I saw Garrett say it was like a pillow tap, so evidently the guy wasn't very big. But uh, he gets in his car and, and runs away. Now uh, the police found him afterwards, and I'm sure he'll he'll get he'll get hit with battery charges or whatever, but he shouldn't. Don't charge him. Don't charge this guy. Don't put him in jail. Don't don't make him don't don't make him pay a fine. Don't make him spend a night in jail. Take him to Miles Garrett's house. Take him to Miles Garrett's house and say, <laughs> "Here you go." You sucker punched him after asking for a picture. So now he gets fifteen minutes with you, and just let Miles Garrett beat the hell out of this guy. Because if you don't have enough sense, I and mean, one to to ask anybody for a picture, any type of celebrity for a picture, and then to sucker punch them afterwards is just a pussy move. It's just a pussy move. If you've got something to say, if you got an issue with the guy... And it says... It, in the article I read, it says this guy's a Browns fan. From Strongstown, Ohio. But... So now you, you can tell your buddies, you Punch, Miles Garrett... You ran like a little bitch. So instead of throwing this guy in jail... Instead of locking him up, making him pay a fine... Maybe uh, probation for a minor battery charge. Instead of doing that, I say the Cleveland police takes him over to Miles Garrett's house. Says, "Here you go. You're gonna be here 15 minutes. Then we're gonna pull you back out. We and tell Miles Garrett we don't want nothing to do with the 15 minutes. Don't want to know what happens. You do whatever you want to do. Now, Miles Garrett, I've heard he's a nice guy. He probably wouldn't hurt the guy." But, I mean, if you're going to punch somebody, if you're going to sucker punch somebody, well, one, to sucker punch somebody and run, like I said, that that just makes you a pussy. You're just a pussy. But if you want to punch a football player, I mean, I'm assuming this guy's a little guy, Go go to a kicker, punch him, stand there and see what happens. You might have a chance against him. You're gonna punch somebody that's six four two hundred and seventy two pounds and then you're gonna run like a little bitch. I say let Miles Garrett have him. Let Miles Garrett have his way with him, beat the absolute hell out of this guy, and then set him on his way. One I bet he'll never sucker punch somebody again. Two You know what? Take a photograph of him when he's done. Miles Garrett, after the 15 minutes, Miles Garrett should stand beside him and somebody should take another photograph with them side by side. That way this candy ass can put it on social media before and after pictures. See how that holds up for him. 6 4 272 pounds, and you're going to punch this guy. You're not very bright to begin with. Not very bright at all. So not only are you a pussy, but you're a dumb pussy. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. I'm going to give you my picks. I'm going to pick against the spread, which we all know that's probably going to go bad. So, But I'll give you my picks of this week's games. We'll close out the show. First, I want to remind you, check out our new website. It's www.sportstalkwithjim. All the content that we've talked about tonight will be uploaded on the website tomorrow. You can contact us, send us an email, let us know what you think about the show. Also, check us out on Facebook at Sports sportstalkwithjim. And check out our uh, Twitter page, which is coming soon, Sports Talk with Jim. And want to remind you we're available on six different platforms. I appreciate you listening. Please tell a friend to listen. We're available on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public at this time. Tell a friend to listen. Uh support the show. Follow the show. Whatever your platform that you're listening on asks you to do, please do it to support the show. We appreciate the support. We appreciate you listening. And we'll be right back after these messages. Hey guys, if you're like me, you're a huge sports fan, but it's really hard to find a good sports talk show on the radio to listen to. A lot of them are owned by the same company who tells their host the opinions they should have, or they're just a show that's coming up with these hot takes that have no validity to them, and they're just looking for more clicks or more listeners. If you want a fan's perspective, a different outlook on the sports world and a true opinion, right or wrong, then check out my new podcast, Sports Talk with Jim. We're available on anchor.fm, a Spotify Podcast, and anywhere else you listen to your favorite podcast. Also, check out our website at www.sportstalkwithjim. And check out our Facebook page at Sports Talk with Jim. Well, check it out let us know what you think hit us up on the website let us know what you think of this show give us your opinion and you know what check it out it's something new and original and you might like it thanks for listening welcome back to sports talk with jim hour number three we're gonna close out the show with this segment but you know what, I, could, I, I couldn't resist myself. I I, I, I couldn't, I could not, I, I've done good up to this point in this show of not calling out people. E- even people that's been in the news to where once, once their name's publicized in the n- news, I can repeat it out here and not worry about any legal ramifications or any... Uh, civil ramifications, and I've refrained from doing it. But I, I, I just, I can't with that last story, the the vagina that sucker punched Miles Garrett ran away from Strongstown, Strongstown, Ohio. His name's Richard Perez. I just, I couldn't keep that to myself. I'm sorry. It's just, you know what? Richard Perez, you're going to go to prison, or jail at least, and what are you going to do there? I mean, you can tell your friends, you sucker punched some guy, guy, an NFL football player, a defensive end, 6'4", 272 pounds, You sucker punched him, but you're going to go to prison or jail for it. And somebody's going to go in there, sucker punch you, and you know what? Maybe even worse, Mr. Perez. So, but you know what? You deserve everything you got. I'd have more respect for you if you punched him and sat there and waited for him to beat the shit out of you. But you didn't. All right, with that being said, we're going to move on from Richard Perez. Richard Perez, 24 years old. He's a Molino, of course. Well, we're going to get into this week's picks, and I'm going to pick against the spread. Now, again, I will warn you, if you bet against these picks, or bet with my picks, I should say, not against you bet against my picks, you, you, you might do okay. But if you bet with my picks, you do it at your own risk. Because again, if if I could pick all the winners, I wouldn't work for a living. This is all i do for a living. And like I've told you before, when I do the show, I drink a couple pops. So, you know, it's gamble at your own risk at this point. But the first game we're going to get into is the Los Angeles Rams at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons look terrible. Look absolutely terrible. The Rams are on a three-game slide. Three games in a row they've lost. Jared Goff looked terrible last week. Todd Gurley still up in there if he's going to play. The lines the Rams minus three. I think this week Jared Goff comes out redeems himself a little bit gets the win and they'll they'll cover the 3 easily cuz the Atlanta Falcons Dan Quinn I, I don't know how he still has a job but the Atlanta Falcons at this point are they're 1 and 5 and they look every bit of a 1 and 5 team Next game, Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are a 17-point favorite in this one. Now, I, I like the Bills. I think Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills, I, I think they got a good team. I think they got a good team. I think they got a playoff team. But I cannot, cannot... Take the Bills given 17 points. I can't do it. So, with that one, I'm going to take the Dolphins and the points. Next game on the list Mitchumania comes into Cincinnati. Cincinnati, like I said earlier, I think Cincinnati's the worst team than the Dolphins are. I think Cincinnati's the worst team in the NFL. Hands down. Jacksonville 2-4, and four. Cincinnati 0-6. Minshew Mania and the Jaguars are giving 4 and a half. Cincinnati at home. First game Cincinnati played against Seattle. It looked like Cincinnati might have something. Since then, Cincinnati's looked terrible. So I'm gonna take Jacksonville minus four and a half. Now the next game. Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. And I'll tell you what, this is a good game. This this is the game since my Steelers aren't playing, this is the one o'clock game that I'll be watching. Kirk Cousins in the Minnesota Vikings. Stephon Diggs, he wanted to be traded a couple weeks ago. He don't want to be traded now. Adam Thielen, he he wanted to be traded. He don't want to be traded now. Kirk Cousins has said the whole time, all I want to do is win. I don't care how I win. All I want to do is win. Hand the ball off to Delvin Cook, let him run it 30 times. Kirk Cousins throws six passes. He's fine with that as long as they win. And you know what? You can believe that when it comes out of Kirk Cousins' mouth. For some reason, you can believe that. I don't know why, but I believe him when he says it. But you had the complaining between Adam Thielen and and Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs wanted out of Minnesota. He don't want out of there now. Stephon Diggs, Kirk Cousins had a big, big game last week. Look good, but like I said earlier, Detroit Lions—they're a good team. I don't care what anyone says; they're a good team. They should have beat Green Bay. They—they should have beat Green Bay. They at this point—they—they should have beat Arizona. Um, they beat Philadelphia. I mean, the Lions at home. This is a tough game. Lions, Minnesota, minus two. Matthew Stafford, Lions offense against that Vikings defense. And at this point, the Vikings are four and two. Lions are two, two, and one. Should be three, two, and one. Should actually be four and two also. But I'm going to go with the Vikings. Minus the two. But, I'll tell you what. Kirk Cousins, he looked good against Philadelphia. I don't think Philadelphia's defense is that bad. And Minnesota, Minnesota looked good last week. I think Minnesota, I mean, I think when me and Tom on the other show, we picked our picks, it was a toss up for me and I between Green Bay, Minnesota, and Chicago. But nobody expected the Lions to be this good. This might be the best division in football right now. But in this game, I'm going to take Minnesota laying the two. Next game, the surprising Oakland Raiders going to Lambeau. The 3-2 Oakland Raiders going to Lambeau to face the Green Bay Packers. I, I'm not buying into the Raiders. I, I just can't. I I just can't. I, I don't think they're that good of a team. Green Bay laying five on this one. Green Bay five-point favorite in Lambeau. I don't, I don't even know how... I don't know how Oakland gets that much respect. But they don't get that respect from me. I'll take Green Bay and lay the five. Next game, this is another game. If I can't watch the Vikings Lions game, I'll probably watch this game. It's the Houston Texans AFC South battle. And AFC South is always a snoozer. Always. Somehow these teams find a way to put you to sleep. But not this year. You got Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt, Houston Texans. 4-2 Houston Texans going into face Jacoby Brissett. I told you I'm high on Jacoby Brissett. I like the kid. I think he looks good. He might be benefiting from an offensive line that Andrew Luck never got. Andrew Luck never had in Indianapolis, but at the same time, he's doing things that no one expected him to do. He's doing things that are making it easier on the Indianapolis Colts fan base to see Andrew Luck walk away from the game. Colts are three and two. Lines Indy minus one. Now I like I, I do. I like Jacoby Brissett. I really do like Jacobi, Jacoby Brissett. But in this game, i got to take the Texans. With the plus one. I have to take him. Deshaun Watson, it might be. I mean, he's definitely in the conversation for MVP at this point. Especially with Mahomes going down with his knee now. I mean, who's in the conversation? I mean, I saw reports where Lamar Jackson's in the conversation. I, 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 again, I say it every week. I'm not buying into Lamar Jackson. I don't see it. I don't see it. Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes. Then you'll have your Aaron Rodgers come up. You'll also have Tom Brady. Somehow will get his name in the mix by the end of the season. But right now i got to take the Texans. With the point, the point I should say, over the Indianapolis Colts. Kyler Murray, number one draft pick. And the two, three, and one Cardinals. I thought Cincinnati had beat the Cardinals. I thought there's no way that the cardinals win more than 5 games this season i i just didn't see it i don't again i've said it time and time again odds of me picking and i said said cincinnati i didn't mean cincinnati i meant atlanta last week but i've said it time and time again i probably will never on this show because i am a homer and I'm a Steelers fan. I'll probably never pick against the Steelers, but I'll probably never pick Kyler Murray to win a game. I I just I don't see what everyone else sees. I don't see him being a long-term franchise NFL quarterback. But the two and three, two three and one Cardinals facing the two and four New York Giants. With Daniel Jones, the sixth overall pick. And while I laugh at New York fans, New York's laying three here. While I laughed at New York fans at the moment that Danny Dimes came up, beat the Buccaneers, he was a savior for the Giants. Giants are still a bad team, Giants will be a bad team this year. But this week against the Arizona Cardinals, I'm sticking to what I said. I'm not picking Kyler Murray. I'll take the Giants laying the 3 at home. San Francisco 49ers 5 and 0 undefeated. I'm not on the 49ers bandwagon. I said that earlier. I I just can't get on the bandwagon. I just can't see it. But they're a good team. Can't overlook them. Can't continue to overlook them. CeCe, but Sabathia just came out of the game in baseball. Everybody, including Astros players, standing up applauding. Probably CeCe's done. Not sure why he came out. Hope it wasn't inji- an injury. But Houston's up 7 3. CC's probably done. Nice sign. Nice, nice to see everybody in the stadium, including the Houston Astros players, giving him a standing ovation. Back to the games 49ers at the Redskins. Redskins got their first one over the Dolphins. 49ers 5 0. 49ers are laying 10. Against the Redskins at home. I'll take the 49ers. I mean, the Redskins are a bad team. Like I said last week. Miami's trying to lose. Redskins barely beat them. Miami's trying to lose. I don't think Cincinnati will beat them. And these teams are trying to win. So that, I'm going to take the 49ers laying the 10 points away with the Washington Redskins. Now we'll get into your 4 o'clock games on Sunday. The Los Angeles Chargers. My Pittsburgh Steelers beat last week with Duck Hodges as quarterback against the Tennessee Titans. Titans are at home. The line is Tennessee minus two and a half. Chargers don't look good. Melvin Gordon's come back. He hasn't he hasn't helped the team. They look out of sync. Both teams are two and four. And I said all along I don't like Marcus Mariota as a quarterback. I don't like Marcus Mariota There's games that I've said if Tannehill was the quarterback, I would pick the Titans. But I picked against the Titans because Tannehill wasn't the quarterback. Coming in this week, Ryan Tannehill will be the quarterback. And that makes me want to pick the Titans. Titans are laying two and a half. Neither team's a good team. But... I, I like Philip Rivers. I I really do. I think the Chargers are a better team. I think in my picks, I actually had the Chargers going to the Super Bowl against the Saints. That's not going to happen. So there's one wrong pick. That right there tells you not to take these picks to heart. Don't go don't go run into the casino or your bookie or 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 your sports book and lay these bets down because. The Chargers were my AFC Championship team, and they're at two and four. And I think after this week, they'll be two and five. I'm gonna take the Titans, laying the two and a half. Next game on the docket: the New Orleans Saints against the Chicago Bears. Mitch Trubisky should should be back. Should be back starting, but Teddy Bridgewater and them Saints. The Saints are a good football team. Saints were my other quarter, my other Super Bowl pick. And you know what? When they lost Drew Brees, I thought the Saints would stumble. I thought they'd fall off. I didn't think they'd beat the Seahawks. I didn't think they'd beat the Rams. I didn't think they'd beat the Cowboys. I do think they'll beat the Bears. Line on this game, Chicago's giving 3.5 because they're at home at Soldier Field. I'll take the Saints. I'll take the Saints with the 3.5. I'll take the Saints outright winning this game. Next game on the list, Baltimore Ravens at the Seattle Seahawks. I'll tell you what, Russell Wilson, he's hes your lead candidate for the MVP. Like I said, I'm not impressed with Lamar Jackson. I don't think the Ravens are that good of a team. They lost to the Browns, barely beat the Steelers after Mason Rudolph was knocked out of the game. And a fumble by Juju Smith-Schuster that would have put the... Steelers in field goal range to win the game. They beat the Cardinals. They beat the Dolphins. They haven't beat anybody of any prowess. The Bengals and the Steelers. Seattle Seahawks at the same time beat the Steelers in a close game. I don't think the Steelers are as terrible as everyone thinks they are. Their defense holds them up. Their defense plays good. Stops these offenses. But I don't see Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens offense doing anything against Seattle. They'll score, but you can't beat Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson might be the best quarterback in the league. Possibly of all time in the fourth quarter. So I'm going to take the Seahawks laying the three points. Sunday night's game. This is a big game. Like I said, I think this is, is a must win for the Dallas Cowboys. It's in Dallas. Dallas lay in two and a half as the Philadelphia Eagles come in. Both teams three and three. Battle for the top spot in the NFC East. And I was high on the Cowboys. I was high on Dak Prescott. I I still think still think Ezekiel Elliott is one of the best if not the best. He's one of the top two running backs in the league. I think the Dallas Cowboys got a talented defense. But like I said earlier, I don't think Dallas Cowboys got the coaching staff. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys got the coaching staff to get to where this the talent on this team could take them. So I'm gonna take the Eagles with the two and a half in Dallas. In Jerry's house. And we'll see if this changes Jerry's mind on Jason Garrett. That takes us to Monday night. New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Patriots are 10 point favorites. With the 10 points, I'm going to take the Jets and Sam Darnold. I think the Patriots win the game outright. I don't think they win by more than 10. So I'll take the points in the Jets. Patriots got a good defense. Their offense does seem to be struggling. I don't buy into all this. I said it last week. I don't buy into all this that Tom Brady doesn't look like he was. Doesn't look like he is the quarterback that everyone says he is. You know what? Tom Brady's the GOAT. Quit trying to take away from it. Quit trying to downgrade him. Tom Brady does what he has to do to win. Tom Brady will win this game. Tom Brady doesn't have a good offense around him. And like I said last week, if you ask him off off the record, he'd probably tell you that he doesn't have a good offense around him. But he does have a good defense. Patriots got the number one defense in the NFL right now. The Jets, Sam Darnold, they they... They got a boost last week. They came in, they beat the Cowboys. And I think because the Jets are at home, I think this is probably a touchdown game. So I'll take the Jets with the 10 points. But if you're going to bet it outright, take the Patriots. They'll win this one outright. At this time, I want to remind you, you can listen to us on six different platforms. Spotify Podcast, Anchor FM, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Also, you know what? Tell a friend. Tell a friend to check out the show. We use all the support we can get. Make sure you follow the show on any of them six different platforms. Check out our website. It's pretty cool. You can contact us there. Let us know what you think about the show. Give us your thoughts of the show or any show topics you'd like to hear us talk about. We'd love to hear from you. Also, you can contact us on our Facebook page at Sports Talk with Jim. The website's www.sportstalkwithjim. And our Twitter page will be back up and running very soon as I get somebody taking care of that because I can't figure out Twitter. Now, because just because I have to, top of the ninth inning, Houston 7, New York Yankees 3. So with that being said... I'm going to leave you with a couple words of wisdom. First one is, don't go punch a guy that's 6'4", 272 pounds, and run. Don't be a pussy. The other is, like I said last week, and I'm this goes out to you, Chris Russo. You got to keep talking. But when you're about to say something incredibly stupid, that's when you stop. Till next week, thanks for listening. You know what, everybody? It's getting that time of the year again. Summer's coming to an end. Winter's right around the corner. And if you're like me, that means it's time to clean out the garage, make room in the garage to get the car in there, or... Maybe you just, you know what, you've had all summer, you've got that patio furniture, you've got ri- got your use out of it, and it's time to get rid of it instead of storing it away for for the winter. Or maybe, you know what, you had to pick up a new living room set. Well, you got to get rid of the old one. you got to get rid of this stuff. If you're like me, you work a lot, don't want to take the time off on your only days off to load this stuff up, haul it away, and get rid of it. You just don't want to deal with that stuff on your day off. Well, you know what? If you're in the North Georgia area, I know some guys would want to do that for you. They'll take care of it for you, family-owned, family-operated company. Um, They'll come get your stuff, haul it off for you, quick, clean, and friendly service. Give my friends at North Georgia Junk Removal a call at 678-934-1344 or visit them on the web at www.ngajunkremoval.com. Again, that's 678-934-1344. Tell them you heard about it on Sports Talk with Jim and Tom and receive $25 off your first $100 order.